Good evening and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted this evening by Ed P., Ed M., Mike P., and myself, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Good evening, everyone. Mike, is even this week you're going to tell me there's nothing on your mind as the biggest story? Well, I, actually, I wanted to start off with a little bit of good news that just kind of broke. I don't know if you guys saw this yet, but the... the um, transgender bill in Ohio that the governor vetoed, the legislature actually has overridden that veto and it will become law. So I guess we have to give kudos to the GOP when they do things correctly. And so the Ohio Republican Party needs to have done the right uh, thing. Testosterone into, uh, what is it, Columbus? (laughs) I mean, what, what was their, you know, I, I have no idea how they how they did that. They didn't uh, do it in North Dakota when uh, Christy Nome yeah. uh, vetoed uh, a similar bill. Um, this yeah. was for built the ban for children or well, something. Yes, exactly. Uh, it addresses transitioning of minors against their parents' will, uh, prescribing puberty blockers and the like. So obviously, no rational excuse or reason for the governor to veto that bill. But it's good to see the the GOP in Ohio actually stepping up, uh, going against the governor and, and having that law uh, passed. Yes, I guess it really does beg Ed's question of where did they get the guts? Well, apparently, as long as they didn't give the testosterone to females, according to the law, we're all Maybe good. that's why there's extra testosterone <laughs> bouncing around. <laughs> did you see there was a story the other day on that note of a guy? Well, I don't even know how you do this. A transgender guy who had top surgery, but they couldn't do bottom surgery because they found out he was five months pregnant. And no, I'm not making this up. What? <laughs> Just Google it. Five months pregnant transgender man. So then now they had to stop and apparently. Well, by transgender man, do you mean a woman becoming a man or a man becoming a woman? Transgender man. I think he means woman. Woman, woman becoming a man. <laughs> And they did top surgery, then found out he's five months pregnant at some point in that. And apparently he's in a state where you can't do an abortion unless it's danger to the health of the mom, which Mm -hmm. would be ridiculous since there is no mom, but I guess danger to the health of whichever parent happens to be. But it's a pretty, I mean, it's a story of what can happen when we start fooling around with nature. So now they're not sure what his hormones are going to do to the kid. (laughs) Yeah, we have strange times, don't we? Indeed. No, we live in end times. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Mike, that's your only story for the week. Well, I figured I'd start off with some good news for a change, right? <laughs> some people would say some get, of the other listen, good news. We, we, we hammer away at the GOP enough and they deserve it. But when they occasionally get it right, hey, man, I'll applaud them. Okay. Well, which I guess begs the question, are they getting it right nationally at the moment with the primaries. So whoever wants to take that one on. Primaries aren't national. They're state they're state elections, Steve. But I mean the national election, what it's looking like as the nominee, you know, how are Republicans faring in our eyes? Uh, I don't know. I mean against, <laughs> as much as I've been against the Trump movement or the you know, Trump being the nominee, I don't think it's awful. I mean, well, what's what's happening to him is really wrong. And 
the the fact that there are Republicans that are rallying behind him. I mean, it's sort of like when they rallied behind Kavanaugh a couple of years ago. Kavanaugh was a terrible nominee, but what they did to him warranted defending him. Yeah. Well, again, there is a difference between Trump and the Trump movement, right? And it's a, kind of what I was getting to last week when I said I was somewhat encouraged to see what I felt was an anti-establishment vote in Iowa. Um, I, I think we're generally on board with a lot of Trump's ideas and policies uh, with respect to his own personality and everything like that. It's a different story. But, um, you know, we're not going to know whether it was the right choice or not until next November. And then we'll know. Well, let me ask you, Ed M., when you say that, do you think it would have made a noticeable difference had they not persecuted him so badly? A noticeable difference in what respect? Would Trump have just swept everything this strongly, this quickly, had he not been indicted 14 times, et cetera, uh, if they would have left him alone? It's hard to say. I mean, I, I've heard, you know, I, I've had several debates about this, and a lot of people think that the that the indictments have put him over the top. But the reality is, if you believe that the 2020 election was stolen, then he already had his victim card punched and he was mm -hmm. he was ready to be, you know, to be the nominee already. And that was part of that was a big part of what he was running on until the first indictment came down last March 31st. So I don't I mean, I think it maybe put him on steroids, but I don't I don't think it would have made much of a difference. I mean, what, what no. could have made a difference would have been if DeSantis had attacked him from the right. But that never happened. Yeah, I mean, that's that was his, you know, Trump is not a right winger, right? I mean, we already understand that. Um, he's uh, a moderate New York, a very moderate uh, New York Democrat um, with some conservative ideas and some liberal ideas. And, uh, you know, if you want to win in the Republican primary you have to attack him from the right you have to be more conservative than him and uh you know um but nobody it's more, did. It's more than that i i don't think anybody else showed that they can win there was no because I'm, I'm, I'm not still decided on that if trump is the worst candidate for that but well, I, I mean i, I, hear, I think we I all you. like desantis <laughs> as a as a governor i mean i you know I, I think we all have potential issues with him as a campaigner right i mean even I know I disagreed with that on the, in the chat the other day. I thought his uh, his statement um, when he pulled out was kind of wishy-washy, and it was like a bunch of platitudes. And, you know, I respond to non-platitudinous uh, politicians, and that's why I like, you know, RFK Jr., it's why I like Trump, it's why I like Vivek. Oh. Um, you know, you get the non-platitudes. And I think that, um, you know, who is... Ron DeSantis, I still don't know. I mean, I kind of know from his record, but like from his like person, I don't know. Well, let's let's face um, it. I mean, a lot of these candidates that that, that put their name in, in the hat and are in the ring, not, uh, most of them are not seasoned seasoned enough to really be running for president of the United States. I mean, it's not like it was fifty years ago or whatever. You know, where people had a yeah. ton of experience. They, they even had foreign policy experience. 
might have been an ambassador. Sometimes, yeah, it is a governor. But, you know, I think to some degree we all get caught up in the celebrity aspect of things. And I, and I think DeSantis, to an extent, was that, right? I mean, he was the celebrity governor fighting COVID tyranny and everything like that. And those are things that we love about him. But when you get on the national stage and you're running for president of the United States, it's a completely different thing. You know, I don't think that would have mattered had he not been coming against Trump, who sucks all the air out of a room. I, I don't think there's any question about that either. Right. Mm -hmm. We the, the context is you're going up against the guy who was the president of the United States. I saw one poll, I think an exit poll from Iowa, where 65 percent of GOP voters felt that the election was stolen. So to the point that we were discussing earlier, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that still feel that he was robbed, he was jobbed, and they're going to stick with him be because of that. Did you uh, hear that Biden was arrested today for election denial? Did you hear that? No. <laughs> Apparently he called, uh, what's his name, McCulloch, the real governor of Virginia. So I, I thought he was going to hmm. be arrested for that. So <laughs> I mean, he definitely put his foot in his mouth. Um when it comes to election denial, I have another. So you know what you know uh, what we call that when he puts his foot in the mouth. Uh -oh. Wednesday, that's what we call that. There we, we call go. that Wednesday. Okay, ending with why? Let me ask a different question. The world is obviously in total chaos now, um, especially the Middle East, Russia, Ukraine, etc. Does Trump's coming out as pretty much the guaranteed nominee? Does that start to change the balance even now? What do you mean, change the balance? What balance are you talking about? There may actually be an adult in the White House, and the world's not going to behave this way. I don't think with Trump back in the White House. I well, think if he gets in, the scale, I don't think it's going to change anything now. There's a part elected, of me that though. thinks almost the opposite, Stephen, because for all for all of Trump's bluster, a lot of it is bluff. He has no military experience. He has no desire to use the military. He's he's a pretty inexperienced war president. Now, maybe yeah. he would succeed, but maybe he wouldn't. But if I were if I were some of these rogue countries, I wouldn't be too afraid of testing him. I don't know. Yeah. And part of the reason he was elected was he was sort of the anti-war candidate. All right. these past presidents are constantly getting us into wars. But, right. I, but on the other hand, there is something about Biden's ineptness that has allowed the well, world to go to hell. And it's not ineptness. Whatever you, want to, <laughs> we know. whatever you want to call it. And because Trump is a wild card, I just wonder if people are going to say, wait a minute, we have a few more months to play our games. And then who knows what's oh. going to happen in the White House? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I had a liberal friend who said, you know, who 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 would you like to um, take care of the bad cave, Alfred or the Joker? And I'm like, you know, this is on Facebook, and I'm like, you know, well, in in our particular, if the bad cave is our current administrative state, I want the Joker. Um, you know, and yeah, Alfred's too too old, but you know, the Joker will bring chaos. I'm like, yeah, sign my ass up for for chaos in the administrative state. And I think that's one reason why the deep state goes for these wars, right? Because they box the president in. They don't give him the information he needs to make a decision. They uh, you know, I, I'm told, you know, that there was a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia after a few weeks and that uh, the Biden, not Biden, but, you know, the Biden administration and uh, 
the British government under Boris Johnson sort of stepped in and said no. And like that, the whole Russia-Ukraine thing, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people dead and homes destroyed and everything. And you, you're telling me we could have fixed that in a couple, two weeks after? I mean, that that that's criminal, you know, and the, the border is criminal. I, I know in the good news, uh, you know, Greg Abbott of Texas has told uh, Biden to go to hell. And uh, he's going to continue to protect the state. And he's declared an invasion uh, under the Constitution. Um, I, I don't know what effect that will have, but good for him telling Biden to go to hell. So, I mean, we've, you know, there's chaos in the United States. There's chaos in Europe. Oh, in, in France and Germany, there's these farmers protesting the net zero stuff, blocking roads, dumping manure on, you know, on public property. Uh, spread to the United Kingdom too, and uh, I, you know, so there's chaos in Europe. There's there's war in Eastern Europe. There's chaos in the Middle East. Um, the uh, you never can tell what's going on in the South Pacific these days. But I mean, there's chaos all over the world, and I I don't know whether Trump. I, I think Trump would be somewhat better than Biden because I mean, uh, the people Biden are psychopaths you know he has in power um and so potentially um you know trump wouldn't appoint psychopaths uh, though you never know um so it's i i don't know whether trump would be any better at calming the chaos i do think you know supporting the farmers in europe um by saying this whole net zero thing is suicide and and global warming is a hoax and all of that which he did the last time i think that would give him a lot of courage and and uh you know especially the you know the the anti-immigration anti uh global warming chaos you know parties in in europe uh would gain them a lot of support just by the american president speaking out for them um i i honestly don't know what can be done in the middle east i i don't even know what the israelis are are doing anymore um so it i that war has completely gotten um you know it's kind of settled down there's not a whole lot going on um i'm going to get back to israel in a minute if we could because i'm still following that pretty closely um quick question back on trump trump's uh misspeak the other day the nikki haley nancy pelosi thing indicative or just tripped because that's a really big well misspeak. it was that that's a big one that that's not <laughs> stuttered, right? That's you. Well, there's not much difference between the two of them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the names don't sound that much the same. That's a big mistake. That's a Biden type mistake. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, is it indicative of him being 80 years old? Well, yeah. I've known 90 year old guys that were sharp as a tack. Right, but they I've, once I've you start doing this, it's not the number. But that right, was. But I mean, I I think he just made a mistake. I mean, you know, I make mistakes sometimes too, and I'm a smart guy. I I have a lot of bad things to say about Trump, but I don't. Okay, think, I'm just checking. I, I think Nikki Haley's attempt to equate him to to Biden is a false, b stupid, because. <laughs> The, the the senior citizen vote is the most reliable vote that there is. And she's attacking senior citizens. Well, I, well, I agree, but I mean, a lot of people um, are attacking Biden for being. 
Right. Old. And I'm just saying until now, I never had any indication that Trump is losing his marbles. But I think that was a yeah. big and worth watching if it happens again. Yeah. If it doesn't, we say one off. Hey. Let it go. And by the way, seniors, yes, they the a reliable vote, et cetera. But they're also quite conscious of dementia. So I don't know mm -hmm. which way that plays. Yeah. I don't yeah. I, I think that campaigning is exhausting. I think all the um trials that he's involved in, all the law lawsuits are exhausting on top of that. He's a grandpa, he's a father. I mean, I, we have to give him a little bit of slack. He's not he's not perfect. I'm with Ed. I just I I think he's a human being. He, he slipped up, he made a mistake. I've I've slipped up a worse too. But he is no spring chicken, and I, that it just wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just well, messing up a name. It was a whole. I'm just, you know, taking a quick look at it, and hopefully, well, it's no worse than that. I mean, they went well, after Reagan relatively early, I believe. Yeah. So, well, all that all that means is he better uh, take on the right VP. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not that it's it's personnel is policy, right? So, I mean, he he appointed really bad people. I mean, he appointed some good people, but he appointed really bad people last time. And if he gets in again, I, I expect him to appoint better people because I think to a certain extent he's learned. But I do not think he's going to appoint all MAGA people, which is stupid, what, right? I mean, how can you not do you that? Have that but, he's learned anything, Ed? Um, yeah, some of the things he said makes me think. And plus... Uh, some things he said. You know, I think, he, yeah, and, he I, and I think... Change? I think Stephen Miller is having a more um, impactful. Uh, well, let me ask know. something. I I think I might have asked this in the chat, but I'm not sure um, if he's learned anything. And if Stephen Miller is giving him legal advice. Well, not legal advice, but but personnel oh. advice. OK, but I mean, Stephen Miller is, is running a, a legal foundation right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, apparently they are talking. Um, okay. the, so I, I, you know, again, the, I do not believe that he's going to appoint all good people. I really don't. Well, I uh, think that but, the v, the VP selection is could be the first big tell. In, right? in, yeah. I mean, it's going to matter a lot. In 2016, I think that there was an attempt to go after people who had governmental experience, and you know, bring people who were really good at those things into DC. But a lot of people declined and so he was stuck with i think a lot of opportunists who thought that they were on the apprentice and that it was a reality show and they wanted to get their name out there and they want to be famous and that's what i saw and like they would go to any level to do that um yeah. you know and a lot of i myself included i had just had harry and um i i just couldn't move forward with anything yeah. he was but only a couple months old. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if DeSantis lobbies for this, because let's face it, whoever that VP pick is, if Trump gets elected, presumably they're get, they're going to be the one running in four years. Well, yeah. I don't think, be yeah, I don't think it's going because... to be DeSantis. No one's going to have a dual Florida ticket. I think he's going people to. Probably... I don't know if people are really going to look at it that way. Does it really? <laughs> They'd have to forfeit the 30 electoral votes that Florida has. Do they have to do that? Yes, yeah, so you can't they, have well, okay, I mean, or somebody has to move. Wait, I, Trump, okay, okay. Trump would have to move to one of his other properties. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see him picking a woman. A woman. Who? 
Do you? Who do you think? We should all we should all guess because I think it would be well, well, good. Well, well, uh, MPG. Ed, 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 you're doing it again. Any of us could identify as a woman tomorrow. This is not a limited field here. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a biological. Well, speaking of woman presidential candidate candidates, um, what do you think of the Carrie Lake? Uh, no, um, no. What being uh, no. Okay, so you know, Ed, 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 tell us what's going on. Off. Tell us what's going on as far as you understand it. Carrie Lake, who ran for governor unsuccessfully in Arizona, uh, released a audio tape with the chair of the Republican Party in Arizona, which seemed to suggest that he was trying to bribe her into not um, running for the Senate seat this year that's up in Arizona. He seemed to. and It was him. He was saying that some East Coast money, money interests had a lot of money yeah, that they're willing to put up to get her to not run. To get her to not run. Yeah, there is some shadowy organization or figure or whatever that was unidentified. And he ended up resigning as head of the Arizona. He didn't just resign. Uh, she threatened to release more tapes. Yeah. Because she threatened to release more tapes. He, he claims that it was selectively edited. Well, I mean, I heard what it said. It looked, sounded bad. I don't know how, I don't know what other context you could put in that make it sound anything other than, you know, somebody, some shadowy person from back East wants her to get out of the race. So I, I, I don't, you know, we were talking about this. It's like, you know, there's the Epstein stuff, you know, where they, they catch you with honeypots or blackmail, or they, you know, they look into your finances and, you know, they, they try to get something or, or, or if you're Rand Paul and you don't have anything that they can get with you with, they actually try and kill you. Um, so it's, it's a, uh, it's a bad, uh, it's a bad situation. In, in I mean, this, how bad is I, it that she's now admitting to taping somebody? Wasn't there recently another scandal where somebody taped somebody and let something loose? And I mean, how much does that ruin? It conversations. You don't record conversations that you have. How many, when somebody, didn't somebody within the last few months record a conversation and release it? I'm trying, my memory is not very good at the moment. But I mean, how much does that hurt her? Oh, you know who it was? It was, um, wasn't it the, the, the um, the whole fight over Daily Wire and, um, what's his face? Right. Uh, yeah, the comedian. Um, that, not Ruby Router. Yeah. Louder, louder. Crowder. Right. That whole Crowder, thing, he, yeah. right when he released recordings. I mean, I don't know how much that hurts people to do that because you're kind of burning some bridges when you do that, aren't you? You are. You are. Of course, we release all of our recordings with each other. So, I mean, um... <laughs> when when you're not telling people that you're recording and you release it, you, there's no going back from that. Right. So, I mean, I don't know how that plays for her, no matter what the guy threatened her with or no matter what really happened. Doesn't that doom her to a certain extent? I don't I, among so. the among the deep state, yeah, because they're the only ones allowed to record you without your knowledge. I mean, it's the NSA's job to record you without yeah, your okay. knowledge. So yeah, they they want a, a monopoly on that. But for regular Americans, her recording someone who is trying to bribe her not to run—I mean, it's it's uh, you think nobody so? cares about you that. You think that's no big deal? I wonder why uh, it's guy, no big deal with me. 
I wonder not- why that Arizona head of the Republican Party didn't try to set her up to be uh, prosecuted for for extortion. Yeah, are they a one side state or two side state? Well, no. You, I mean, that's I'm sure it's call. a single. But the, you're talking about phone calls. You can record if you're if, if you're in person, but you yeah. can't threaten to expose somebody unless you can't threaten somebody that you're going to release a tape unless they do something that you want them to do. That's extortion. And I, I wonder why he didn't just go along and, and basically get the police involved. And if he really doesn't like her, why didn't he just get her busted? And he can still. Well, do apparently that, they've been they've been friends for years. Well, this uh, is so she's she's an employee. What's that? Yeah. She was not just friends, but she worked for the guy. Yeah. yeah. Now he doesn't lose his right to do that, right? No. To no, I mean he could he could he could uh, bring a a, a pop in or a, or a lawsuit for extortion. Absolutely. No, and that was I mean, stupid of her to do but, that. But that's but not the, what the news is. What he could have done if she thre- if she really did threaten him with that, she could he could have gone to the police and said, "Let's you know, let's draw her out. Let's let's get her you know, let's do a sting operation on her and get her to admit that she's threatening me, and then let's arrest her." They could have done that. Mm-hmm. Now, what's our general opinion of Carrie Lake? Positive or negative? A little much. I like her. What do you say, Megan? A little much. Like, I think she likes to throw gasoline on the fire. I think she gets kicks out of that. And I don't see her. I didn't see her as being like really effective, um, you know, with her campaign. Um, I just I just saw her as somebody who was kind of like wanting to be female Trump. I didn't like that. I wanted to see like real hardcore policy, real wonky stuff like inside baseball stuff. But I guess that's what everybody wants right now is a reality TV show running the world well, nobody votes on policy except us i mean that's the thing we talk about policy <laughs> all the time and like 90 percent of the people vote on something other than policy but that's well, you know what's funny policy. ed just in the last couple of days i went and looked up trump's trump's website to see what his policy positions are haley's website to see what her policy positions are and desantis is just to see what his was trump uh-huh. has no policies at all his website is just donate money to me <laughs> yeah I see. Nikki Haley also has virtually no policy positions. There's one page that's buried where it talks about what she's done in the past, and you can infer certain things from that, but there's no policy page for her either. DeSantis had a little bit of a policy page, but again, not not as developed as I would have liked, I, which just goes to your point, Ed. These pe- even the guys, the, the people running know it's not about policies. It's about personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah, why absolutely. DeSantis lost because he didn't show. I mean, I, again, I don't know. I like Vivek. He has a lot of personality. I like him from that, and he does have policies that uh, yes. I agree with. And in yeah. fact, I think uh, DeSantis would have policies that I yeah. agree with, especially you know if if RFK Jr. was correct, um, that he talked to DeSantis one day and talking about the deep state, and and RFK Jr. is like, I know exactly how to reform it so um, we would uh, keep the good parts and get rid of the bad parts. And DeSantis said to him, allegedly, uh, I'm just going to burn it all down. Yeah. Now, you know, if he had said that in the debate, I mean, my God, that would be fundamentally fantastic. Um, To me, the interesting thing about like the Carrie Lakes of the world and the MTGs and even maybe Vivek is, is 
you know, we, you know, people like us want to see true conservatives, right? Pe people that have the same values as us, as us, and they're going to stand and they're going to fight. But there's a fine line between that and going towards the Cookville kind of thing. <laughs> you start to be seen as nutty. Well, and I think Carrie Lake started to veer into the nutty space. Well, let's remember and what Ronald the, Reagan said back in the you know 60s I mean? and 70s, right? I mean, you got to, you know, Reagan was considered a complete nut uh, back in the yeah. 70s for what he said. And uh, it turns out, uh, you know, unfortunately, he had some bad uh, picks, too, as far as personnel. But um, truth is, he was not a nut. He identified the issues. And attacked them. Now, I wasn't always successful, but he at least identified the issues. And yeah. I just, you know, the issues are obvious. The, the, the thing the about border crisis, all the wars, the crime, the, you know, crime due to the lack of policing after George Floyd and the stupid law Trump signed to release criminals. Why wasn't DeSantis all over the, you know, letting all these criminals out of out of uh, jail? Right. So, I mean, I think the obvious, you know, the crime is so bad in certain places that, you know, we have our own no-go zones now. It used to just be the Islamic areas of France and Sweden and Germany, but now the United States has its own no-go areas because of all the rampant crime. Um, I mean, these are real issues that people can respond to, and I don't understand why DeSantis, I, I know Vivek was uh, talking about them, but I don't know why DeSantis wasn't talking. I agree with everything you said there, Ed, but getting back to Carrie Lake, the thing, I mean, I really want to like her. Um, mm -hmm. She says a lot of really good things. The thing I don't like um, is the way that she's, it's the way that she's trying to fight the the, the fraud of 2020. Mm -hmm. either, either you have the evidence and you come forward or you shut your mouth and just move on to the next fight. All she's doing, she's like Trump. She's mm -hmm. just she's just making a bad situation worse. And 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 this is something I was trying to say a, a few minutes ago about Trump. We just had in the last week, you talk about news of the week. We had an expert witness in the Georgia trial show that you can hack into the Dominion systems in under 10 seconds. OK. Yeah, Trump should be all over that his legal team should be filing lawsuits in every single state that has dominion that has these computerized systems and instead of telling Nikki Haley to get out of the race he should be funding her to stay in the race because if she's out of the race then the cases are going to be moot the courts are not going to listen to them but if you have yeah. an opponent then you have a real live case with real issues and you can litigate it right now instead of waiting until you're fight, fighting against Biden and until you wait until, or until waiting until after the election like he did last time. And he's completely ineffective about fighting. Uh, this is what I was going to ask you when you're talking about Stephen Miller before. Why isn't Trump fighting the fraud battle? And Carrie Lake, same thing. I mean, you know what? There are lots of times, both as a lawyer and just as a human being, where people screw me over. And sometimes the bad guys just win. And I, I don't, I'm not happy about it, but if if you don't have the proof and you can't prove what you what you know happened, then shut your mouth and move on. But to sit there and bellyache about it, and and really we talk about the Democrats destroying the country. 
Trump and Carrie Lake are also helping to destroy the country because they're making accusations that while I believe them, they can't prove them. And they're not even trying to prove them. All they're doing is destroying. And and that's a problem. I, I, I think relitigating I think relitigating 2020 is annoying to many voters. And so they shouldn't do it, except in so far as they try to fix the election system. So what happened in 2020 can happen again. To the extent that you need to address these issues to move forward, I think it's important. Um, okay. Yeah. You're right. Relitigating 2020 just for relitigating. Ed, how does that really jive good. with what we said 20 minutes ago that so many voters are voting specifically? because they believe there was election fraud. I mean, how can both of those be true? Well, you're asking me? I, I think that- that's that, anybody. I think that that's, there's a core Trump constituency that believes in those things and is going to vote for him because of that. Then there are the people like me who agree with him, but I'm not sure how I want to vote, honestly. I, I actually agree with people you. For the that, record, Ed, I agree with you. I just want to get that out there. Uh, and then there are other people who just think that he's a sore loser, and he is oh, a sore he is. loser. He should have fought <laughs> he's it. Definitely a sore loser. I, I, he is. I think that there's been a lot of positive movement uh, towards securing the elections for 2024, but that all started, you know, long before the election will actually take place. If we try to do anything now, uh, like in Pennsylvania, it, it's not going to happen. But I've heard that in um, Wisconsin, and I'm sorry, I am blanking, but there were a couple of other like purplish states that there's been massive improvements in the voting systems there. Reagan, and if, 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 the, if the voting machines are, are, are subject to being rigged, how can, how can there be any protections? And how can he not go forward with, he, he should be trying to stop, he should ask for an injunction. Because these the, machines can't be used, period. Yeah, because you know what? We have more boots on the ground now, whereas in 2020, everybody stayed home. Now we have real effective poll watchers who have been trained who are better. on the look at things. And that's better. I didn't say it's 100 percent. But the, the guy said, in Georgia, the, the expert witness said you I'm could do it remotely. About, I'm not talking about Georgia. Yeah. I think that was one of the states that was brought up as an improved state. But I know Pennsylvania was brought up as not improved. Um, but there were other Midwestern states. They only need to cheat in a couple of states, guys. They mm -hmm. don't need to cheat in 50 states. There's two right. or three states they need to cheat in. Yeah, but if you focus yeah. on most problematic areas, there's only a few people doing this. And I su strongly suggest go ahead and look at, um, what's his name? Jay Christian Adams. That's who I saw last night speak. He he'll he writes about it extensively, like the work that he's do doing to try and um, protect the electoral process, the election, and, and keep out as much fraud as possible. Like I said, not 100%, but he has been focused on some key states. And I think Arizona and Wisconsin were two that he said are vastly improved. And Michigan and Pennsylvania, he mentioned, is not improved. So sorry, Ed. Um, I didn't hear anything about Georgia or I'm not re recalling. Well, there was just, there was a, a, there's a case, and it actually it goes back to 2016 or 17 in Georgia and was brought by some left-wing group. And they're saying that the Dominion voting machines are subject to being hacked and, and, and manipulated. And they got an expert witness on the stand who demonstrated it for, for the court in like 10 seconds. Believable. Wow. 
Wasn't that the whole? Yeah, one of the it, other it, it, issues it, 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 that they brought up with the um, the those voting machines is is the uh, adjudication of unclear ballots, and it goes to a you know if if you're counting uh, the the mail in ballot and it, for some reason the machine kicks it out as undecided, it goes to a single individual who may not even be in that precinct or that state or the country. And that right. individual looks at the ballot, at the scan, and decides that, oh, well, uh, this person meant to vote for Joe Biden and, and records it as a, a Biden vote. And the, that, you know, that type of, of single person and not even the poll watcher, not even in the precinct, but that, you know, somebody from China or, you know, Portugal or whatever, uh, deciding on that 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 has to be stopped you know any any ballots that are unclear have to be adjudicated by part people from multiple parties sitting there in front of it rather than going to the screen somewhere um and but i mean the whole mail-in thing should be eliminated anyway like vivek says but it's not gonna be right yeah Uh, well what i find even more disturbing is that um people are doing voter registrations and they're checking off that they're not an american citizen and the voter registration is getting processed. So we have, you know, an insurgence. How many people have crossed the border since 2020? And they can vote in 2024 now. So that's a major problem. And there, there's there's stacks of those voter registration and they're just getting processed. So it's not- Yeah, and, the, and the, the, apparently the Supreme Court ruled, and I don't know, remember the, the case, but apparently demanding proof of citizenship it's illegal. Um, before you register is uh, unconstitutional because it's racist right. uh, just to demand your birth certificate or passport before you register. And of course, that's just sensible, right? I mean, that's just totally, completely rational. So therefore, we they're can't do it. Votes, but they're not fraudulent votes. They were registered to vote. They go to vote. They got approved to vote. Somebody did that. So, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at if you look at the country right now and you say, OK, we have this many citizens and we have this many legal residents and we have this many, you know, Ill- Ill- illegal aliens, including all the ones that Biden paroled. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of legal residents who are illegal aliens in the sense that they lied to um, immigration officials and got their green cards because of the lies. Their mm-hmm. green card should be taken away. And there's a ton of citizens who got their citizenship after lying to immigration officials. And all those citizens should have their citizenship stripped and be deported uh, because yes. they're not citizens. If you lie to get uh, into the country and you lie um, you know, to get your citizenship, you're not a citizen. And, and, and if you got rid of all of those, which is like 40, 50 million people, then we wouldn't be having this uh, issue with um, uh, close elections. Mm-hmm. I know. So what do we have to do? We have to really, I mean, get people in place, yeah. our people in place in the board of uh, elections who do a good job and say, you can't process that voter registration. That person checked off. They're not an American citizen. What are you doing? Right. But they're not. Nobody's doing their job. Well, I don't have any reason to believe this election will be any more secure than the last election because they will pull something off no. at the last minute 
and then it's too late. They could literally do the same well, thing. They could stop not, not only can I say something yeah. about that? Well, disease sure. X, right? Disease X. It, it's not only going to be not as secure, but the the GOP. I don't have any faith that they've learned anything either mm-hmm. about how to play this new game. Nope. Right. So you know what, though? putting putting aside think... all the Trump's issues and whether you think he, he can win legitimately or not, and a lot of respect, the deck is stacked against him. Mm-hmm. I think that that all what you guys just said, but I think that presents a real opportunity for all of you secessionists and anarchists on this show, which isn't me. Um, but if they steal another election from Trump. I think you're going to see a massive loss in confidence in the whole system. Isn't that the whole point? No. I, well, I don't think that's their point. They want to control yeah. the entire system. And right. I think that the that the people like like Alu and you know all the other people on the show that are for secession and, and splitting up, I think that what's needed is a critical mass of people that just give up on the system. And the reason that secession doesn't go anywhere right now is because people still believe the system can be reformed. And I think that if they steal another election from Trump, I think you're going to see a massive shift away from uh, 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 people away from having faith and confidence in the system. Well, if he loses and it's relatively close, it's down to two or three states, that's already baked in the cake already. No, no, nobody's going to believe after last time that he lost legitimate. Now, if he gets thumped, right, that's a different story. I think uh, even uh, if he gets thumped, they're going to still believe that he got. There he will got, always yeah. be some. But if it's close and we have rumors of broken pipes and, and whatnot going on and, and there are fighting the last <laughs> war, they're planning <laughs> the next war. But that's <laughs> what I think. Exactly. I think they will pull things off. That we're that we're not well ready. they got away with it last time so right yeah. there's no reason there's, to stop does everybody agree there's not going to be presidential debates right no, no I i'm starting to think not yeah right um so it will move some people like you say who trump picks vice president when do you guys think he's going to do that well usually it's right before the convention I mean, he's going to wait that long on the other hand oh, he, he would be to. foolish he would be foolish not to have a lineup of people like going into the summer, like, like, you know, this is my secretary of state. This is my secretary of defense. This is my secretary of the treasury. This is my, you know, DHS and border protection people. You know, I, I, I now saying it would be totally foolish for him not to have that means totally he's not going to have that. But, <laughs> um, it, you know, if he wants to win, he should have le- these are the people you're voting for. I mean, on the other hand, though, Ed, the more people he names, the more opposition research that they'll be done and the more questions he's going to have to answer. Yeah, and the more people get destroyed and back out. I mean, that's also a problem. How many people are just scared of being Mike Flynn? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. so back to Texas for a minute. Um, you know, last week we talked about it. It looks like Abbott is holding strong for the moment. Again, the court did what it did and ruled what it ruled. They have no specific way to enforce it. What do we see now is going to happen? 
I don't know. It, you know, what if the border patrol goes into the Eagle Pass and tries to take it down and the um and the National Guard prevents them from doing I mean, so? do we think I don't the know. feds are gonna actually do that? That that's what I'm wondering. I think it's a branch covidian type situation. You mean that they could really Covidian. blow things up? Huh? Yeah. Things could literally blow up. Yes. Let's rem- let's remember what happened in the mean. first uh, Civil War. Um, we all say, oh, well, the South fired on uh, on Fort Sumter and that that caused the war. That not true. Um, the the uh, all of the forts in the South were essentially given to the. Uh, not given, but leased to the federal government by the states. And when the states seceded, they took them all back, except for three. Lincoln decided that he would make uh, a um, uh, an example of uh, Fort Sumter because the captain who was in charge, uh, it was actually abandoned, and he went and, and took it, um, you know, the Union captain. And he, he sent a huge fleet down to relieve it, uh, you know, to reinforce and relieve that and it was in anticipation of that fleet that um the south finally you know fired a few shots and and uh, you know the the fort surrendered i i think biden wants to the people who control biden will want to do the same thing they will they they will want to maneuver the texans into initiating uh the force I don't know how they're going to do that, but that is that was the plan. That was Lincoln's plan to start the war, and uh, that will be the plan with the second civil war. Right, so and, and to, you're uh, saying that could explode, and that's what I wonder: will it explode, or will they just back down? Well, in this particular situation, the the Texas National Guard has no reason to fire. They're defending. They're defending the border, and they're defending their installation. It, and the the feds are the ones that that want to take it down. So if it's going to come to force, I think the feds are going to be the ones who fire. They need to fire. They need to just just walk over and start cutting the fence. And somebody needs to stop them. So right, interpose their body, and you know, and and you know, anytime you use force, like I'm going to hold you like this, the other guy can you know escalate and then you escalate and somebody gets killed that's what i mean that's what biden wants biden wants somebody to get killed why you think you want to do another january 6th thing Mm -hmm. uh i absolutely but i mean the thing is that you know the have you heard what biden says about quote unquote maga americans i mean he hates and i and when i say this i mean biden what's left of his brain, not just the people who write his, his speeches. They hate MAGA Americans. Made America, they hate Trump supporters. They hate all 74 million people who voted for Trump um, with an absolute burning passion. It's not like, oh, well, we disagree with Trump. You know, it's like, no, they hate us. And yes, they want us dead. And if uh, they can inflame a... Um, if they can inflame a uh, a real conflagration, a, a real conflict in Texas over the border, I, I think that's exactly what they want. See, look, we told you all the Republicans are crazy. Don't go with them. Don't vote with them. They're violent. They're unhinged. Yeah, I could see that. 
So then we'll get that we're playing into their hands by fighting back. I mean, I guess we're we're slightly surprised that Abbott has stayed strong this far, right? Yeah, good for him. Got. Who knows that a guy without any legs had such backbone? So, uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, he's all right. Good for him. I mean, they're all weak, right? I mean, they, um, uh, you know, DeSantis was incredibly weak with uh, with the immigration issue um, when he sent fifty people. 50 illegals to Martha's Vineyard and it caused such a stir. Ha 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 ha. Then you should have said 500 and then he should have said 5,000. That's how you win. You know, these things, you don't say, Oh, well, look at them. They're hypocrites. We know they're hypocrites. We, we know the Democrats are hypocrites. I mean, why are you telling this? Everybody knows it. The Democrats know it. It's, 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 it's in what's his name? Uh, you know, rules for radicals. I, why? Uh, why? So, uh, so he was weak. At least, uh, you know, he's strong. Uh, I mean, Abbott is strong for the moment. It's just yeah, for the uh, moment. Kind of fascinating. So I fully expect him to back down if it really comes. I'm surprised comes he's gone this far. That's you know to buck the court. Nobody even does that. And he to write even a yeah. letter. Nobody does that. Now, would it help if other governors joined him on that? Absolutely, but they won't because uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and California are um, well Democrats, right? Are are all controlled by Democrats? That's right. Right, and there's no other real border state. Yeah, I mean, Florida considers itself a border state. Um, if you go to the north, because they're starting to get infiltration there, you've got Washington Democrats. Montana, so it's kind of split in the north, but that's not the border that we're all talking about. But I think that we should keep an eye on that too. Yeah. Okay, Ed P, you're saying Middle East. You're not sure what's going on. What do you mean? Well, you know the the Battle of Berlin took about two weeks, and a hundred, you know, a hundred thousand German. Soldiers were were killed. Uh, another hundred and twenty five thousand German civilians were killed, and about a similar about two hundred thousand Russians were were killed. Uh, but the Russians won, and the Nazis were destroyed. And I think that is kind of what I expected from the Israeli uh, armed forces in Gaza. I expected high pace, high casualties finish the war quickly. And the article I shared was, with you is the West allowed to win. Yeah. No way in the world that Israel would be allowed to just kill people. It's not, it's not happening. I see Israel is under immense, immense pressure. You know, they lost 21 people. I think it was yesterday. They're under immense pressure from the Biden administration that if you kill too many more people than we want you to, we're crushing you. And I, I don't, I think they're kind of stuck right here of what they're allowed to do. I think they're doing a really good job in Gaza, frankly. Well, I don't know what they're doing because I haven't seen, I, you know, I follow. I mean, they've destroyed I, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tunnel shafts. Apparently there's some like 6,000 right. tunnel shafts. 
which again, why the world doesn't mind that anything is that militarized anywhere in the entire universe. Well, is- I, I heard they were going to fill some of the tunnels with, with water and then they have a sponge. I, uh, they some- have things, but if there's 5,000 and you do 20 a day, that's still going to take you forever and ever. Um, is Israel doing what I think they should do? No, but I don't think they can. I think America has told them these are your lines and you cannot cross them. And the left in Israel is quite active, making quite a lot of noise. Um, a lot of people agree with me, or I agree with them, that the hostages' families are playing right into the hands of Hamas by demanding, demanding, demanding anything in the world to get the hostages back, which, what does that mean, anything? Close up shop? Yeah. Every other day, there's another, quote, deal on the table that everybody denies is really happening. But the, the again, would Berlin have happened with the press in America during Vietnam, the press now, the press in Israel now, I don't think so. We would have complained those poor Germans, they're innocent people, we're killing civilians, we have to send them food and gas and medicine, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think you can. Yeah, what, when do we? When do you send food and gas and medicine to your enemy in wartime? I, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, what do you send them is defeat. Ukraine? They're not sending medicine? Uh, well, to Russia, we're not sending medicine to Russia. No, it's that's Russia thing. sending it's like, to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, it's Russia sending to Ukraine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I, but I, America is who, literally forcing them. It's to clown this. world. Who who runs this? It is I mean, clown, it's world. clown world. But it, you know, Israel's mistake was not making their own weapons. They kind of know it. But again, Israel's left is too strong. For uh, my druthers, you know, there was one no confidence motion in the Knesset the other day that obviously got nowhere. But the left there is always uppity. And if they can take Netanyahu down at the cost of a few thousand Jewish lives, they'll do it. So I don't know that Israel can do more than it's doing. Um, The sad part is, I don't know if it's going to matter in the end, because if they can't keep a certain distance from the border clean, Israelis don't seem to want to move back to the south or the north. And I think that's a disaster. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And I don't know how long people can live away from their homes. It's been almost four months and it's like 100,000 people. That I'm not sure what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, they don't have a plan. If they went in and did it in two weeks, then they could start picking up the pieces and, and reconstructing the country. It's impossible. To be honest, Without an atomic weapon, you can't destroy Gaza in two weeks. You just can't. There's not enough weapons to do it. Berlin was three times the size than the Russians made. Uh, uh, the Russians Berlin made is three workers. times the size of Gaza. Yeah, the Berlin metropolitan area. I or no, well, anyway, they're similar in size. I mean, they're Gaza not, is it's, it's two million people, and you you would probably have to kill five hundred thousand civilians. Gaza would fit in Fairfax County. I did that math the other day. So, I mean, it's it's not that big. Wait, is that an offer on your part? What, to fit Gaza into Fairfax yeah, County? I well, we I mean, have it. <laughs> we, we, have, we have the same crazy yeah. government that Gaza has here. In and I'm going to tell you, when you see videos of Gaza, their beachfront is so stunning. How they don't use that to make gazillions of dollars is so hard to understand. They could be Greek islands. It's absolutely gorgeous there. That's hard to understand. Yeah. I mean, well, 
Remember, remember when Trump went to Kim Jong Il and basically showed him like all these plans of what North Korea could be, like yeah. nice resort, yeah. all this tourism. <laughs> it, that didn't work either. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, if one thing the Middle East going on there, if one People thing the Middle East does not lack is sand. So and none of it is a resort. So I, I you know, Israel's got gorgeous beaches and they make money off of them. And Gaza could do the same. So yeah, then they couldn't say that the Jews are the oppressors anymore, and then yeah. they couldn't be victims, and then they'd be exposed as liars, and the people would think for themselves they'd all do well, everybody would rise. And there are then... gorgeous neighborhoods in Gaza. I mean, they've put up names about them. There's some beautiful neighborhoods, just not for the riffraff. There's gorgeous neighborhoods yeah. in New York. Well, New listen, Hamas and Hezbollah are never going to let that happen, right? Yeah, no. prosperity it, would it, be it their would, enemy well, for sure. Literally blow up their narrative. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, 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 end, but... I think blow up is the appropriate term. <laughs> I, the, you know, mass migration of Palestinians destroyed Lebanon. Right, and uh, sure. I mean, nobody wants them because they destroy every country they go to. So. They tried to destroy Jordan, but the king was ruthless and kicked them all the hell out. They tried to destroy Egypt, but Sadat was ruthless. And kick them all the hell out. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think we have a plan. Kick them all the hell out. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to put them, but kick them all somewhere. Put them on buses and send them to Cape Cod. Yeah, send them to. Uh, no, that's the one thing the United States could not take. We have problems enough without taking in two million uh, rabid Palestinian. Islamic well, exactly. I mean, you could argue that we already have a, a lot of them here. Yeah, due to yeah. George Bush and, and Obama and Bill Clinton, right? Yeah, yeah, right. right. Didn't they make that thing that they want to welcome refugees or something. The three presidents. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we should. I think the you know if, again, if DeSantis really meant it, it's like we know where you live. Let's send a bus and have them, hmm. you know, get out. Send 10 buses was in front Bush, of George Bush's rant. Was W always this insane or he's moved that way? I think he's, he, remember compassionate conservatism? <laughs> do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, of course. You do, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think. I, mean, I want someone to, I want someone to campaign on ruthless conservatism. I don't <laughs> want compassion. I want ruthless. <laughs> I don't know who Ruth was, but I don't want her. Ruth in my Bader Ginsburg conservatism. Yeah, ruthless. Yeah, well, ruthless. Could be Doctor Ruth, but <laughs> but really, Viren. <laughs> Crush your enemies mm. and uh, make them flee before you and hear the lamentation of their women. That is the conservative that I I want to see. That's Conan, right? I was yeah, Arnold. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Arnold O'Brien. Love. <laughs> no, no, no was I'm way off on that Arnold one. Favorite, <laughs> like, like, not like recently, but I love him. All right, um, Megan. Any news quickly on the uh, what were CD three, right? The Mazzy and Swazi thing. Mm -hmm. Mazi Swazi, it seems like Swazi is trying to play the whole like tribal Italian thing, like you're going to vote for me. He's also coming heavy for the Republicans. If you go and you watch Swazi commercial 
or listen to a Swazi commercial, you, you swear that this guy's a Republican. We There's mailers. He, he is targeting Republicans. Um, he's very well coordinated, very well organized. I respect him as the enemy. Um, Mozzie is, you know, the right choice, of course, and the woman of the moment. So we all have to do whatever we can. I, I'm planning on, I'm hoping to get, you know, some kind of information regarding, you know, like an app that I can send out where no matter where you are on the planet, you'll be able to make phone calls um, to help get out the vote for her. But that's all it is. It's a ground game right now. Um, it, it's it, it's a ground game and it's ugly. It's it's the sign wars are going on, but we have to do whatever we can for Mozzie. She's a good lady. And everything they're saying about her, Swazi saying about her is a lie. They're, they're accusing her of, um, trying to end like social security or, or raise the age of social security. She can't do that in the Nassau County legislator. That's just stupid. And that's just lies. But well, those are the people are pretty stupid. So, well, yeah, people are asking me like, why is Mousy trying to raise the age of social security? I was like, wow, I didn't know that Nassau County legislator had that, that kind of power. So, so it's just all about having these conversations, boots on the ground. And so that's what we're doing. I'm, I'm, you know, helping out the log cabin Republicans here on Long Island, organizing them to go out for uh, get out the vote for Mozzie right now. So that that's what we're up to with CD3. She's writing vote to restore law and order. And yes. A fighter who will stand from us. But yes. I got a cute postcard in handwriting. I don't know if you saw it that Tom Squazzi is going to get things done and we should vote for him. I mean, I've gotten gazillions of mailers from both of them. I get like four a day, it seems. Like that's When so is the uh, election? 13th of February. That's so stupid. How many years was he in office as a congressman? He didn't get his stuff done then. Like in less than, in like a year, George Santos, less than a year, undid everything Swazi did. Now he's going to get it done. What a, what a dope. What a dope. I mean, and people believe this. Yeah. So I'm not finding my Swazi ones. I have a million Mozzie ones that I've gotten in the mail. But I know that some of the stuff he's putting out, he's like the greatest, most pro-Israel guy since like David Ben-Gurion or something. No, he's full, of, <laughs> he's full of baloney. He's full of baloney. He wished that he literally said that he wanted to be a part of the squad. The squad. He wanted to join AOC, Talib, and whatever that freak show is. He wanted to be a part of that. So, all right, he's so pro-Israel. What a liar! Yeah, is she putting? Is she making a thing out of that? Because he is definitely trying to pull the pro-Israel card, which is interesting in a world where not everybody's pro-Israel. Right, I know, but you know, you've got Great Neck, and it's very the only place that I could see that's really hardcore blue is. Port Washington, New York. That's my Yorba Linda. Throwback to Rush. Now and the Republicans are how many seats ahead now in in the House? Two, three, two. two, two. So if they lose this election, does it go down, or this is just an empty seat? It doesn't matter. Seat right now. So it would be up to three if Mozzie wins. If Swazi wins, then it's still at two. Still at two. Yeah, because George Santos was. Uh, boosted uh, was uh ousted oh by the way george santos news did you guys see him at the uh trump watch party in new hampshire last night oh, I didn't. I, i've got photos but yet trump went out and said that he has no affiliation with george santos whatsoever but yet somebody must have invited him in to be there 
in New Hampshire. That's pretty weird. Yeah, I'll send you the photos. It's good times. He looks, he's looking more and more like Katera Ravash every day. I think he's uh, changing genders. What are you guys making of Fetterman? What is up with that? Did his stroke turn him conservative? Some things are saying the stroke. Helped. No, I mean, what is I, going I, I think he's an old school. Look, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I went to school in Western Pennsylvania. And I, um, one of the guys my girlfriend was was renting a room from was an old school Pennsylvania coal country union organizer. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wasn't as uh, libertarian then as I am now. I was kind of moderate conservative. And I had long talks with that guy. And his thing was, this is the 80s. It's like, we've got to get these damn communists out of the union because all they do is bring the feds on us. This is back when the feds were anti-communist. <laughs> um, and, and they ruin our ability to get our job done, which is to negotiate on behalf of the workers with the management. Now, of course, they don't negotiate on behalf of the workers. They negotiate on behalf of former workers, but that's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. um, and they, there, there was constant Moscow-based intrusion into Western Pennsylvania unions. Um, by by communist agitators and the real union guys, the you know American union guys, uh, mm -hmm. hated that because they wanted to organize the unions. I mean, they're liberal, you know, they're lefty kind of, but they're not communist. And mm -hmm. I, I think that Fetterman grew up in a very pro. I mean, he's never had a job, right? But I think that was the environment that he grew up in. He's a Western Pennsylvania union guy. Yeah, but that's who he wants to appeal to. And in order to win there, you have to be that way. That's why he wears a sweatshirt. But he's like a, a spoiled little rich boy. His dad wasn't yeah, was yeah. like what? Yeah, he's it? never had a he never had a real job. But I think that's kind of the soup he grew up in. In is this Western Pennsylvania union I, I, thing? Yeah, and right. uh, yeah, and that's he's not so a woke. Politically that's not wise woke. For Nobody's district. woke. Okay. Well, he well, represents it, the whole of the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, he's not hurting himself politically, even though he's not making friends in his party, obviously. No. No. Yeah. Weird. It's it's very weird. I, I'm familiar with that mindset, having gone to Pitt. And, uh, you know, I know that Western Pennsylvania attitude. And, and I think a lot of those people really do have conservative values, but they grew up Democrat. They were union Democrats. Mm -hmm. And that's why they still, a lot of them are that way. Mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. interesting. interesting i mean will the dem succeed in crushing this or he'll just keep on going fetterman fetterman i think he'll keep going yeah i i think that he's i see when we go to pennsylvania i see fetterman bumper stickers all over the place they they don't hate him but is that pre-stroke fetterman or post-stroke no they support him they support yeah. him they don't hate him and i i'm just like of course, they're all on Subarus, but, you know, I. It'd be pretty funny yeah. if it turns out to be more Republican than Trump's nominee. Well, I don't know. But I went to a work meeting yesterday in in the sweat sweatpants and a, and a hoodie myself. So I'm, it's like <laughs> I I get the attraction of. Um, <laughs> Are you announcing you're running for yeah. Senate now or something? I, I yeah, yeah, you, I'm going to return to Pennsylvania a, uh, and go to Senate.
he will be the president of the Fetterman Fetterman fan club here. Pretty I'm not a Fetterman fan. I'm I'm not. <laughs> I, I, you know, he's 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 a, what would be a '90s liberal Democrat. He's just yeah. used I to be think he's just not woke. What's that? There used to be a lot of them. Hey, hey like, look, some. I, I, I got to tell you, as, as bad as the guy is, I would take Bill Clinton as president this fall. Yeah, I, oh. I would take 1992 Bill Clinton as president this fall over either. Uh, yeah. Trump. You know, I mean, you got to be honest with this, right? I mean, right. You, you know, you Bill gotta, Clinton is younger than both of them. Is still younger. He, well, he, then, he uh, looks oh, like he's 104, but that's oh. just that's Hillary. I mean, Hillary I will make any kind well, like, I think drugs, he's like, the drugs have he's within a couple of months of Trump, but he's much younger than Biden. Wow. Oh, well, a charming guy. He really is. Uh, you can have him. OK, folks, uh, what, what didn't we get to today that you want to get to? <laughs> Megan, go well, What was that? Ahead, Megan. What didn't we get to that you want to get to? Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing really. I mean, I think we covered everything. Um, yeah. Mike? I mean, yeah, so uh, being from the People's Republic of New Jersey, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the environmental story of the week, right? Which is <laughs> the fact that New Jersey's plastic bag ban, the single-use plastic bag ban from 2022 has completely backfired. And uh, there was a study showing that three times as many bags and plastic are now being purchased and used. And, you know, people are buying these 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 bags in the store and they're bringing them home and forgetting them at home. And they go to the store the next time they're buying another one and they're piling up <laughs> and causing more waste. So uh, it is rather amusing. But on the other hand, uh, it doesn't make life miserable. I'm. A lot of people here in New Jersey absolutely hate it, and I'm among them. I can't tell you how many times you do walk into a store and forget to bring a bag, even the the ones you 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 bought. And uh, a lot of times, those single use plastic bags were used for other purposes. Shock, shock! We lined our small trash cans with them. We we used them to I don't know put whatever we wanted in, in them. Maybe our lunch to go to work. Whatever. So let me, let me see if you. Agree it wasn't like me. they were single use plastic bags. They were. I find this plastic to bags. be. I find this to be absolutely humiliating, to not get bags. To watch people coming out of a store holding groceries in their hands. Yeah. To get to the car, I find it absolutely humiliating and maybe yeah. so. Well, the funny thing too, an offshoot of this is when the bag went in, bag ban went into effect, a lot of people were taking the handheld carts and taking them with them to their car, taking them in the car. So now you can't find the handheld carts anymore either. So you've lost that convenience, right? I mean, there's always an equal and opposite reaction, if you will, right? I mean... It's like it's like Ronald Reagan said too. The the more the the more the plans fail, the more the planners plan. So I fully do not expect that the logical response will happen here, which is to repeal the ban. They'll probably just start taxing the bejeez out of the bags that you ha have to buy, and so that way, yeah, you'll know that you better damn well bring the bags that you have and stop buying more and more of them. Well, it's a tax on the poor. I see it as, yeah, of course. Yeah claim to be for the people and for you know the meek and meager but they keep on taxing and hurting the poor more than the elites so i mean really i just don't know how people live in cities without bags like me 
Um, they they banned uh, plastic bags here, so it's paper bags. Paper bags are worthless. Um, but at least I drive to the store. I get a cart. I go in. I get my stuff. Some I put in paper bags. Some I don't. And then I wheel the cart out to my trunk, and I open the trunk, and I put the stuff in. Yeah. Now, if you're in a city and you have to walk two, three blocks to the store because you can't drive because no parking and no car or whatever, and – you you just you can't fill up your you can't I mean you have those shopping with the plastic bags at least you can have like yeah. five in each hand you know right. with, with the paper bags. I mean you still you know being in the city is always a challenge with that stuff but yeah good they voted for it let them suffer I just I find it humiliating so it's one of the great things in this country is that we had shopping bags I hate to say it. <laughs> I refuse. Oh. To walk yeah. out of the store holding but it's it's hand. funny ed they're forcing you to use the, the paper bags is that what is that what you, your option is down in virginia yeah it's paper <laughs> bags I mean, wasn't, fairfax county fairfax county. yeah i mean wasn't the, the benefit of the plastic bags so we didn't have to cut down the trees and use all the it's it's not it's not it's not quite as bad as that the plastic okay. bags are still available yeah uh, at safeway mm -hmm. for like a five cent a bag but both Wegmans and Whole Foods have decided not to even to provide them. So if I go to Safeway, right. I get plastic bags. And of course, if you're in the self-checkout, it's the honor system. You <laughs> have to type in how many bags you've used right. so you can be taxed wow. appropriately. And of course, obviously, as the law-abiding law citizen I am, I always take care to type in exactly how yeah. many bags I'm sure you I do. are using to so that all so that my tax money go to the communists that run Fairfax County? <laughs> I would never, ever consider um, hitting the no bags button when I used a lot of bags because that would be wrong. But um, we're very proud of yeah, you. Yeah, I am. I know. You're medal for that. So I'm paying ten cents a bag. It looks like in New Jersey. I shop in New Jersey for for, for like a single use plastic. You know, well, like these yeah. fiber bags. I like them. Yeah. We yeah. pay ten in New York too. Yeah. If you go to like the, the Wegmans of the world, they have like bags for a dollar. They're nicer. I can't. Yeah. Can't, a I dollar, dollar plus tax. It's literally traumatic for me. So I went to Israel the first time in September 1974 before you guys were born. And one of the things that horrified me, and Israel was relatively backwards back then, is there were no such thing as a bag. And everybody carried around these plastic, what they call a saw, like this basket looking thing with two handles, which big holes in it. And everybody saw everything you bought and half the things weren't even packaged. You would just like throw your bed, your bread in there without packaging. And I found it so off-putting and it was so exciting to come back to America where we had bags. It was so civilized. So I just walking out of a store with stuff in your hands like this. I don't know. I feel like I'm back in Poland in 1925 or something. But this is so stupid because we have like the straw ban, the plastic bag ban, but yet like the containers that laundry detergent, I'm not, I'm not giving them any ideas or anything. Laundry detergent is not <laughs> like the containers they come in. And yet there's no real consequences to getting that, those products or like say to go food, everything is put into yeah. plastic. Everything. It's yeah. like so hypocritical and like yeah. it's worse. And I don't understand the, the, besides the, um, the, oh, I'm going to break my hand, patting myself on the back. So I'm a good environmentalist, that kind of mentality. I really can't 
logically wrap my mind around this. Right, because there is no logic. Not logic. They admit that plastic recycling. I mean, yes. Geez, look at how much plastic they waste at just a deli counter. Now you. <laughs> It's like plastic every, is going to every destroy, little quarter you know, pound, half gonna, pound of meat has a, a plastic bag. Yeah, I, I don't. They respond. say uh, plastic bags are going to uh, like um, ruin the landfills. Like, where'd the plastic come from in the first place? Right? I mean, I, I I don't understand. It all came from the ground. If you look around, look around your office, look around my office or your bedroom or whatever, and look at all of the stuff made of plastic. I mean, I swear to God, it's going to be plastic or wood. The whole house is yeah. nothing but plastic. I got plastic everywhere. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not these plastic bags are nothing. It's it's all faux well, virtue signal. But yeah. it puts us it puts us in our or, it's Barbara Streisand as Rush would used to say. Yes. Yeah. Plastic bag. Well, thank you for the environmental <laughs> report. I appreciate that. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're gonna redo uh it's a wonderful life. Yeah, oh, good lord. We do the whole plastic and the Wizard of, La- Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard I mean, of Oz are on. doing the black, the black like, Wizard of Oz and the blasphemy. black. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid to go. And no see- one will watch it. There's uh. so much stupid money in Hollywood. I mean, look at Disney, right? There's so they're putting out woke DEI movie after DEI movie, and nobody's watching it. And they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars, and nobody seems to care. Um, and, uh, I think they all do this. They, you know, that like they paid a ton of money for that alleged documentary about the black Cleopatra when she was Greek. Well, and you know, they're just, they're just throwing money. Yeah. You you just, uh, you reminded me of the sports illustrated story from the week. I, I love sports illustrated. And, and what do they do? They put, uh, men and fat chicks on their cover in this in the swimsuit <laughs> issue, and and uh, they go uh, out of business. Who knew? <laughs> How can you lose money on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit yeah. issue? I mean, if if there's ever something <laughs> that that I remember, Christy Brinkley, 1980. I was just in college. That that Sports Illustrated yeah. cover. How do you lose money on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? It's literally not possible. Unless you're a crazy leftist. You like beanies? Um, uh, this just popped up. This is apparently from a couple minutes ago. No, turn turn it on, you sinker. Sorry. What? You see this tweet from Ron DeSantis? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's two months ago, and it'd be even better. It'd be, it's literally what we just said. Uh, again, proves that he's listening to our show. Yeah. If, if there was ever a doubt, by the way. I don't know. If you were listening to this show, I had a whole bunch of advice that was ignored. <laughs> yeah. We'll deal with that. All right. Ed, what you got? Which Ed? Me? <laughs> I'll go Ed P. And, uh, and it's always clean up. Yeah, I think I've ranted on all of the things today. The Sports Illustrated thing was my thing as well. So. Okay, Ed M. Uh, I shared a, an article with you guys in in the in the private chat that I'll share with the the listeners generally. I'm just seeing a lot of pushback against electric vehicles now, and I think that's a really good sign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that because they don't work in the winter time. Who knew? <laughs> actually worse for the environment in the long run. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, 
all of a sudden people are starting to talk about it. And the, the story I shared with you was from the, the CEO of, of Toyota who said that they'll never be more than 30% of the market and probably be less. And uh, I just think that's a, yep. it's an important development, but we can say it, it. was, um, it was Ford who said, Oh, we're going to stop making these uh, F-150 electric vehicles or cut back drastically on them because a, nobody wants them, and B, they don't really work um, when uh, both both in the, you know, it, it, when people have trucks for work, they need them to work. They don't need them yeah. to die. Well, the trucks you know, are really bad. So. You know, yeah. this sort of dovetails with the plastic bag story, too, because the one aspect I didn't mention was how some of these companies are making a lot of money off of the bags, too. Right. And it, it all comes down to government mandates, government force. So if you're going to, you know, have these mandates for EVs and you're going to force people to buy them, they're going to make them. But if the car companies are listening to real market forces, there's no way in the world they would make a single EV at all. But that's where we are. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, God only knows, of course, how many politicians and whatnot have their hand in the cookie jar and they're going to benefit from all this stuff. Of course. Anyway. I mean, that look at Al Gore, for example. Oh, of course. Boom. He's a poster child. It turned the story. Um, get, get rich off of all. Like they say, <laughs> follow the money. Cap and trade, all this stuff. Al Gore. <laughs> all right, folks. Yeah, he's... We good? Yeah. Okay, we're going to close out for the evening. Please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com. Please visit libertyblock.com for the latest articles, opinions, and rants. And we will see you all back next week, regular time, regular day. Have a wonderful evening.